you know, chode, some people use it as an insult. Some people claim it. <laughs> and music drop. Our cold open is just those 16 words. So this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Welcome to Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that makes you count how many fingers between your skirt hem and your knee. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm a gay fire hydrant, Dylan Bragasa. And I'm Rylan Warner. Put vegetables in you. This is the lifestyle podcast that tells you everything you need to know about the way you're supposed to be living and how you'll never achieve it, but you'll always admire us for living the perfect life. We got some beautiful lifestyle tips coming for you hot and fresh this morning. I got a great one for everybody. Learn how to juggle. It's actually a pretty good exercise. And as you start aging, it keeps you from getting like Alzheimer's and dementia. There's no study that says that, or there might be. I haven't checked, but I feel that it's true in my heart. Now, Dylan and Ryland, you both know that I'm a very achieved juggler. Uh, now, this yeah. is an audio medium. So I could do a juggling performance for everybody now, mm-hmm. but the audience wouldn't be able to see it. And you both already know that I'm a great juggler. Right. So we're just going to edit out this part where I'm talking about it. And we're going to record Dylan and Ryland. I just want to hear some sounds of you guys being impressed by my juggling tricks. And then, Dylan, what would you sound when you're really impressed? I would be like, <clears throat> oh, what? Oh, gosh. Wow. He hasn't started yet. He's still just putting on the white and black face paint and he's rapping about magnets and how those work. And he's attending a, a, a concert in a no. field, a political no. event. I don't Cam's think you understand. A good juggler. No, that's not what juggling is. Let me. Oh. Let's have Rylan go first, okay. and I right. think you're going to get what sure. we're talking about. Rylan, just give me a few, like, you're impressed because I'm juggling so good. Let me just hear what that would sound like. Yeah, sure. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. He has a baby, and he just went to go get groceries, but uh, he's learning an instrument at the same time. How can he do all that? Where does he find the time? Wow. Oh, oh, boy. That's close. That's close. But this is, that is like juggling more like a, a very, you know, a single mom, which they're heroes. Love and respect to them. But this is more like if I had like a couple balls or like uh, some chainsaws. Okay, so let's say right. I had some chainsaws and I'm throwing them from the air and uh, I'm catching them. Right. Which I'm a very accomplished juggler. You both know that. So this isn't a lie. Yeah. But let me just hear like a couple gasps, Dylan, as I... Uh, and you're going to edit this together and I'll sound like I'm juggling. So let me just yeah. hear a few gasps. Oh, whoa, Cam, be careful. Oh, he took his shirt off and he's got a tattoo of a man who's running with a hatchet somewhere. Oh, my gosh. No. He, oh, his posse no, showed up. They're think, insane. No, I think you're still confused. <laughs> oh, okay. I think you're still confused about what we're doing. Ryland, you, you get it now, though. You get it. Now, yeah, though. I get it. I get it. Oh, oh my God. Wow, he he took his shirt off and now somebody's giving him a back tattoo and, and oh, also somebody's doing his nails at the same time and also, oh, what? He's getting a petty? Is that the foot one? I think it is. So many things at once. Okay, yeah. So I don't think you guys understood what we're going for, <laughs> but Dylan's going to edit together and it's going to be a great juggling segment. I got it. Um, Ratland, you got a lifestyle tip for us this week? 
I, I sure do. So uh, I don't know if you guys have been up into the Northwest. And by that, I mean the Northeast. I'm talking Wisconsin, baby. Okay, so I'm living the life of a mom there. Yeah, I'm stereotyping and I'm sorry, but couponing is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about saving big dollar bills using little pieces of paper that can save you dollar bills. It's weird, right? Okay, so... Finding a thing that can save you money is a game, and it also saves you money. Bam, baby. Try it out. Give it a shot. Get those apples for cheaper than you would actually normally get them for. Okay, so, Ryan, the way you talk is the opposite of the way they teach journalists to write stories. I love this. Ryan, have you gotten paid yet? to shop yet because that's when you know you've made it in couponing when you slap down one of those little pieces of paper and they say oh i actually need to give you 15 dollars for taking these apples off my hands you know i'm searching for that big old white whale out there that's my moby dick but i'm sure it'll come one of these days Uh, i'm sure your moby dick will come soon (laughs) i'm just getting started semen Dylan, you got a lifestyle tip for us? My lifestyle tip that I've got for you guys this week, wash out your water bottle. If you're like me, you've got this same wide mouth 32 ounce plastic water bottle that you've been using for two years. And you've also not lived in an apartment that's got a washing machine for that same amount of time. And you will be impressed with what is living inside the lid of your water bottle. So I want everybody to uh, take the rinsy part of a sink faucet and spray that baby down and uh, throw some soap and hot water in there. Screw the lid back on, shake it up, flush it out. And uh, I guess just be prepared to deal with organisms that you haven't seen before, that science hasn't seen before, because holy moly. Did you just discover your collection that you didn't know you were collecting until now? Yeah, that's a great euphemism for it. My collection. I did meet my collection recently, and I am telling myself the story that, like, you know, when you're, we're little kids, it's like you can't protect your kids too much because if they don't go outside and get roughed up and rub some dirt in it, they're not going to build up the antibodies necessary to protect their bodies from viruses and illnesses down the line. I'd like to think that I'm cultivating a collection that is uh, making me resistant to bird flu and swine flu mm-hmm. and other animal related flus. Mm-hmm. I have seen a bird and a pig take a drink out of your water bottle before and then you just screwed the top right back on. So I believe it. Have you have you ever had your collection come up when you least expect it? And you're like, this is embarrassing. I didn't know that that was there (laughs) because I have no way. Like you drank it. Oh, no, I (laughs) I wanted to offer it to somebody else. Um, But then I caught it at the perfect moment. So what you going to do? Tell the number of details of the story that make it actually make sense to a human being. (laughs) Okay, All right. So as. Some of you might be surprised to learn I am a I am a guy, and as a result, sometimes I like to experiment with myself. That's what guys do. That's what guys do. That's guys what we're doing. This, this podcast is about guys experimenting with other guys. One big experiment. We're all guys, and we're juggling balls. Oh, oh, oh! It's an epic experiment. White whale. So guys, so guys, guys, um, can't 
I mean, guys can do stuff with their pee that that girls want to. They wish they could, and it's not. They Where can, but it's not always as easy. Where is this going? Looping so, the water bottle. I thought I knew the story. I thought I knew the story. I don't know it at all. So, uh, you know, you're stuck in traffic. You really got to go. Hey, I have this water bottle. Oh, I can pee into this because uh, it's got a big enough mouth on it. Um, <laughs> and and then so then you screw that lid back on and you toss it in the back of the car and you forget about it for a while. And then a couple <laughs> months later, oh, I'm having this romantic getaway with this girl. And <laughs> what? She in says, the world she, am I listening to? She's thirsty. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She's I'm, not that I, thirsty. She's not that thirsty, I bet. I'm pretty sure I have a water bottle back here with some water in it. And I grab it and I open it and I'm like, oh, I remember this. And I close it and I just put it back. So it was a it was a happy ending, guys. <laughs> what? What do you think she thought it was? Yeah, how'd you explain that one away? I think she thought it was just one of Dylan's organisms. You know, like, oh, he had water in there and it went bad. Nope. Not I guarantee you that's not what she bad. thought. That's not how water works. <laughs> also, I just want the listeners to know, uh, Cam and I know about Ryland lore and that this mm-hmm. isn't an out of the blue story for Ryland. He is renowned for not wanting to use restrooms to deposit his urine so his bedroom is just made out of plastic water bottles filled with pee i'm just thinking like okay that was one instance now ryland's got another date scheduled where he's got a woman over and he goes you know this cheese board and this prosciutto would go great with a sauvignon blanc and he reaches into his cabinet and then goes oh Oh. Well, first he has to uncork the bottle. Yeah. First he gets out his wine opener. He uncorks the bottle. He goes to smell the cork. Hey, honey, you want to smell the cork? He gets a whiff like, oh, I remember this vintage. Let's go out for pizza. I also can't wait for, in the future, humans to return to Earth, which is long since abandoned, mm-hmm. and for them to discover the one townhouse that's still left, and they're going through all the artifacts of ancient human existence, and they're like, it's so strange. These early hominids, they would just save their piss for no reason in these plastic containers and store it like it was gold underneath their beds. But I guess we'll never know why. I will be celebrated. I will be a treasure trove of scientific research when they uncover this collection of urine that they've never seen before. And they're like, oh, my God, I can test this. This usually evaporates. I don't think you're going to be celebrated. Okay, You know, there's looking for that the missing link and they uh, did find those bones but they found it uh solidified in the last moments of his life it was fucking a dog and so uh none of the scientific community admits that they ever found that fossil because <laughs> it's too embarrassing and those future spacemen are gonna find your mummified corpse in your piss pyramid and they're going to go you know what we don't need to know everything about human history. There's some parts that we can just leave there. They're going to return to Krexlar 9 and they'll be like, what'd you guys find? And they'll be like, it's abandoned. No one's home. No one ever lived there ever. <laughs> nothing, nothing, not yeah. So wash out your water bottles. That's what we're saying. Well, do you want to go first? Sure. <clears throat> the segment I'm bringing you guys today comes from a book written by Ignatius L. Donnelly in 1882 titled 
Atlantis, the antediluvian world. So in it, he writes, Plato was the first to uh, describe an Atlantic continent in his dialogues. Plato was saying that there was an island nation west of the Mediterranean. And cultures around the world have these stories of places like Elysium or the Garden of Eden or Olympus that are all these idyllic paradises free from corruption. And Donnelly is saying these are distorted stories about Atlantis. And so we have stories of gods and goddesses from like the Greeks and the Hindus and the Phoenicians and Scandinavians. And Donnelly is saying that those are all really just stories of heroes who lived in Atlantis. And uh, these are just confused recollections of actual historical events. And so Atlanteans are described as having electricity and strange flying machines and nuclear energy that they used for warfare. And so it makes sense that some people postulate this could have been a group of aliens who maybe set up a colony on Earth. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, a ton of (laughs) sound sense. Donnelly writes that some convulsion of nature, that's a quote, destroyed the entire nation of Atlantis and the land it was built on and the wonders of the Atlantean culture were lost to the deep trenches of the Atlantic Ocean and that the few Atlanteans who were able to escape on ships and rafts sailed to other continents and created ancient colonies with majestic temples that are modeled after the ones from their home uh, in places like Chichen Itza and Egypt. So my question to you guys, what will your utopian society be like and what will its eventual demise be? Hell Yes. Uh, great question. Here's my utopia in society. You're riding the subway to work today and you're meet to meet with every other fleshy human on this planet who's all shoved into the same subway as you. Now, you don't have any personal space to begin with. What if instead of being wide open, the subway was a bunch of small, <laughs> solitary stalls, little compartments That you go into and you close your door. And now everybody's on the train, but I don't have to look, talk to, hear, experience, smell you in any way. Right? Right. Now, that sounds great for a subway ride, right? But imagine this. A society where everyone is always in a little stall. And I never have to talk or deal with anybody. Okay? Right? right. Isn't this beautiful and perfect? It's a utopia beyond imagining. A society where everything is right and just because I never have to look or speak to anybody. And then uh, its eventual collapse will be when I finally get lonely and I go knock on somebody's stall because I want like human interchange with somebody else. But that stall is empty. And then I go to the next stall and I knock. Hello, is anybody there? That stall is empty. I'm, I'm running down the whole subway train. Knock, knock, knock. Is anyone there? I go to the cafes. I go to the little stalls in the cafes. Knock, knock, knock. Is anybody there? Knock, knock, knock. Anyone? I knock on the little sliding door that the barista opens up to put the coffee out without seeing anybody. Knock, knock, knock. Is anyone there? The whole society has been dead from the start. There's no one here but me. It's only been me the whole time. I've been here alone. And that's my utopia. And it's demise. Wow. I would love to be a serial killer in that utopia. <laughs> do you hate killing do you want do you are you like a werewolf who has to be tied up why <laughs> no it would just it would be so easy everybody is alone no witnesses you just go no. in a stall kill that person go in the next As stall always, kill the next you person to the first half of the episode, <laughs> Ryland. you're a serial killer you're in that city you're like all right i'm gonna kill someone in a serial fashion i guess a few people technically to be serial here i go you open up a stall there's nobody in there oh i guess i can't kill anybody here you go to the next stall you open up oh i guess i can't kill anybody here 
<laughs> no, okay. Cam, I am the prequel to your sequel. Okay? <laughs> He's the reason it's empty. <laughs> it was him. So to revise Cam's earlier statement, Cam's perfect utopia is a bunch of people. They're all in coffins that have two leg holes cut out the bottom and maybe some arm holes. Yes. <laughs> and then yes, the demise Scott. of it is just Ryland Warner. <laughs> Well, a a alternate version of Ryland Warner that's a serial killer, right, Ryland? Right, right. right. A different one from the current <laughs> Ryland that is not that, right? Yeah, right. we could call him. He, his name's Wyland Rorner. God, he it is too. <laughs> of course, that serial killer version of you is going to have some kind of like Arrested Development where you talk like a baby all the time. <laughs> I'm here to quill you. Oh, oh, no, he switched his letters around. He was like, I'm wildin' one. This wife was so heavy. Uh, my, my utopia, it has a lot of mac and cheese in there. Okay. A lot of pizza. Uh, pizza oh, yeah. with ham, cheddar cheese, and jalapenos. Also, not a lot of guys. Because I don't like guys. I really don't like guys. <laughs> I mean, I need some guys, and I don't want to be too discriminatory. But uh, if I had to choose, it's going to be like a, a one to three ratio. No, one to four of guys to girls. And that's that's not because I want to go around sleeping with people. No, it's because no, I no, like no, talking no, to no, girls. No, that's not what Ryan wants. <laughs> no, you just don't think that women would sleep with you if they saw other guys. <laughs> No, not that either. There's something I just like talking to girls. I don't know why. Not talking to I no, okay. I like talking to girls. I like conversing with them. For some reason I something inside me turns a switch and I start having fun. And I don't typically have fun when I'm talking to other people. So it would be uh girls mostly, mac and cheese, pizza with jalapenos and ham and cheddar cheese on it. Just a lot of cheese. In this place. But since it's a utopia, these things are good for you, right? Am I right, guys? Oh, okay. And every water fountain has fruit punch in it, just like Mr. Deeds. You guys ever see that movie? It's a bad movie, but. Well, I'll have to watch it now. (laughs) Ryland, I never knew this about you that you like to talk to women. And this is a podcast where you just talk to two dudes. Would you prefer if this podcast was hosted by you and two buxom versions of us? Are we bothering you by being this way? <laughs> Guys, look, I'm I'm okay with you with you two. You would be part of <laughs> part of the one fourth that I would let in. Rylan just said that uh, me and you, Dylan, we just we both made the cut. Oh my god. So Will you let Dylan bring his harem of men with him, or is he going to be making out with me the whole time? Dylan can bring a bunch of saxophone players, and uh, <laughs> any yeah, he could bring a harem. So, because you said all the cheese and pizza and carbs were good for you, right? The only reason I can imagine you want a whole bunch of saxophone players <laughs> to come to your utopia, you want someone to blast horns over your fart sounds. That's what this is really about. You want a saxophonist to go. Every time you fart. That's what this is really about. Because otherwise, the women are going to riot. Yeah. Ryland's utopia is having a Truman Show style team of people devoted to making him look good at all times because it really does take an entire world of people to just be 
constantly smoking mirrors saying Ryland there's people who are frantically working to generate the CGI that makes Ryland look like a huge muscular man <laughs> and project that into the sunglasses that all the women have to wear in this utopia yeah and so that leads to the dis- the demise uh, obviously when I die everybody kills themselves because right. all the women throw themselves <laughs> onto your funeral pile but it's too many oh. they choke out the flames now they just eat so many corpses too fast that they die i don't want this to sound like i want whoever my wife is to kill herself when i'm dead you i mean, want her and all her friends to go I w- too. in this in this world i'm a cultural icon with my cgi muscles with my genius musical ability with all these saxophonists all Wait. around me because oh, you're the only non-saxophonist so since you play the spoons you're a fucking star is yep. that what you're saying yeah exactly so you really do get credit for every part of this utopia yeah yes uh so it's only because i'm a cultural icon it's like john lennon dying but everybody's like oh i don't want to live here anymore so i'm gonna kill myself too so i would be bigger than than John Lennon. I would be bigger than any star we've ever had before. And that's our demise. You know, Dylan, the founding fathers made the second amendment and none of them are alive for me to ask this question, but you are alive and you did make this happen. So I'm going to ask the question to you instead. Why'd you do it? Why'd you bring this on us? When I set out to make this segment, I thought that your and my powers combined would be able to stay the the Rylandness from from gushing out. I thought that if you and I concentrated enough, both our powers contain combined. it. Uh, but then I forget that the premise of this segment is that I made Ryland God, and his <laughs> id just splatter paints all across the fucking universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dylan, what's your utopia? We're going to have to go back to 2014 for this one. I'm at home. I get a phone call. I look at my phone. I answer it. I say, hello. And it's my best friend, Ariana Grande. She says, Dylan, I'm about to do this song with Iggy Azalea. I say, don't do it. And she goes, okay, what else is new? And I say, Ariana, this is unreal. Me and my research team of Malia Obama, Nicki Minaj, and Rihanna have uncovered that there is a secret colony of prehistoric aquatic dinosaurs living in the Gulf of Mexico, and they're heading at a rapid pace towards Louisiana. And if we don't do something about it, the world's going to be plunged into chaos. She says, I'm going to hop in my star cruiser now. And she, she come, she rolls up to my house. I jump in the cockpit and her and I swing down to Louisiana. We meet these beasts, right? As they're launching up out of the Gulf. And I say, Halt! We are here to stop you from aggressing this nation that that our president, Lady Gaga, has worked so hard to found. And there's there's like eight of them, but the leader is like, We mean no harm to your people, but we want something in return for our, um, what's a word that means like... <laughs> For, for our graciousness, no. What? What's a good? I'm thinking of a word. Can you guys think of it? It's like for our benevolence. We go. What is it? We're yelling because they're really tall. It goes. All of our children have a fatal disease called the cold, and we need a cure for it. We go. We will help your people. And then Ariana Grande and I sign a pact with the dinosaurs saying that we get to ride them uh, whenever we want 
in a in a nice way and if they feel like it because we're not into animal slavery in exchange for just like gallons of theraflu that we leak on purpose into the gulf uh so that everyone's cured of the cold in the dinosaur colonies so you don't like animal slavery you just want to do some light animal bondage yeah if they and i think in my in my utopia the dinosaurs realize that they didn't know, know that they really like it when people ride them because they feel useful and they um it feels good on their back a little bit have you ever got, had, had like someone really small stand on your back when you were having back problems it's kind of like that you feel those pops pop, they're like oh pop 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 crack when like me and ariana are like riding on a plesiosaur and that's what inspires her new hit single Pop, 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 crack. I'm on the back of a plesiosaur. Pop, 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 crack. I'm on the back of a T-Rex. <laughs> pop, 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 crack. I'm on the back of the stegosaurus. Pop, 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 crack. I'm popping my ass. So that's my utopia in a nutshell, y'all. It's too beautiful to end. Mm-hmm. It's just you with Ariana Grande riding dinosaurs. <laughs> that's it. Where does it go awry? <sighs> that's the sad part, you guys. You uh, look heartbroken. Yeah. Oh, no. I can't be everywhere at once and Ariana Grande is her own person. And so I imagine when I'm having a brunch with uh, the, the defense department, which is obviously headed by Florence Welch of Florence and the machine, Ariana is taking a meeting with Iggy Azalea and she says, I think we should do a song together. And Ariana goes, did someone caution me against this once in the past? She goes, not that I can remember. And then uh, she goes, yeah, sure. And she, you know, lays down some immaculate bars right there in the conference room. We call them bars, I guess, still when people are singing. Yeah. Then uh, puts her headphones down and goes, is that good? And Iggy goes, yeah. And now I just have a contract for you to shine. And, and then our- she crushes a baby rabbit in one hand and she dips her pen into the blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Ariana goes, okay, and uh, takes the pen. And the- she doesn't even do the signature. She just puts pen to paper. And then just an explosion of green gas shoots out of the pen. And Ariana chokes. And... um a black hole forms right there and all of us get sucked into it. Like it, it, nobody feels like it's not like a painful demise. We just like immediately stop existing, but it's sad. Sometimes I get this feeling that Dylan has existed through an alternate timeline and his subconscious is trying to scream some kind of message to me. Some kind of warning. About some kind of like horrifying message. Okay. So now I've got one more thing for you guys. Oh God. <laughs> We're rotating one to the right. Live it or leave it. Cam, are you going to live in Rylan's universe? Live it or leave it. Here's the thing. If Rylan says that in his universe, pizza with mac and cheese and ham and pineapple on it isn't bad. No pineapple. No pineapple. No pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) What was on the pizza? Cheddar cheese. Jalapenos, cheese, ham. Oh, disgusting. God. <laughs> what kind of like pizza. sandwich that your mom packs you in fifth grade pizza? He's like, the dough is Wonder Bread. See, and here's the thing is that Rylan says that in this utopia, that food's good for you. But I know that he says that same thing in this world, too. And I have a feeling that it has the same meaning. So I think that 
literally, it sounds like a nightmare. I'm going to be shitting my pants around a bunch of women <laughs> and Dylan's harem of gorgeous men. And meanwhile, there's just a bunch of women who are like, man, I'd love to have a conversation with a guy, but he's over there shitting his pants nonstop. <laughs> and I guess I am too. Because there's nothing to eat here but cheddar cheese pizza with jalapeno and pineapple on it. Not pineapple! God damn it! Yeah. Sounds like a leave it from you. I gotta give it a big old leave it. Okay. Uh, Cam, I'm living your utopia, which is we are all just like walking mascots for a mortuary because we're in these coffin costumes with armholes and leg holes. And as a kid and boy, 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 can we extrapolate a lot from this? I really liked the cramped space in our hallway linen closet at my childhood home. And I would like to cram myself felt, into the closet. So felt all warm and safe in the closet. I felt warm and safe in the closet. Let's sit with that for a moment. Oh. Man, I could be out with my family, but there's something about being in, something in this closet. About being in this closet. So that's a real thing. So I kind of and people have told me that they that's like maybe a like a fetus sort of creature need to be to feel like warm pressure on your body. So I really like confined spaces. I'm gonna go ahead and live Cam's coffin utopia because it sounds comf. Mm-hmm. Ryland. Dylan's Ariana Grande dinosaur utopia. Live it okay. or leave it. So I get to ride around with Ariana Grande on a red T-Rex. Uh, are we riding At on the, the behest of President Gaga? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and are we on the same dinosaur or are we riding separately? Do I, how close can I get to Ariana Grande? Oh, no, gross. I, what? <laughs> I just want to talk to her and eat cheddar cheese pineapple. I, if I could, I would go back and Stop rewrite this pineapple. utopia if I had the forethought. But I realize I've already said you guys are riding on the same dinosaur together. OK. I, I assume she's driving it because that's the kind of woman she is. And yeah. in order to not fall off the back of the T-Rex, I assume you're right up behind her with your arms wrapped around her waist. Okay. As, as somebody that hasn't updated their Facebook profile picture for over a year, I would do it just for that reason. Cause that's a great photo op and I want to want to update that pic. So I'm going to leave it. I mean, no, <laughs> I'm going to live it. Those words are so similar. All right. Let's uh, leave it in two limits. Well, right on theme. I got a segment coming to you. Also from ancient Greece. Also about utopia. All right. What? Oh, yeah. Doggy doog. So everybody knows Plato. Ancient Greece's most popular stand-up comedian. (laughs) And everybody knows that he wrote The Republic, which is a book in which he took the same challenge as us. He described his utopia in the book The Republic. We all know this. Mm -hmm. This is what everyone knows. Everybody knows. I knew that. He wrote the book Republic in which he described his idea of a utopic society, Mm -hmm. okay? Which for him was mostly stealing children away from their parents when they're babies. And then assign, assigning them jobs for life. So, Republic Book 3, Section 3. Glaucon, everybody remembers Glaucon, brings up this great question. How are you going to get them to give up their kids and live in your perfect society? And he says, well, we just got to tell one lie. It's called the myth of the metals. We're going to tell people that some people are just born with a little bit of gold in them that makes them the leaders. 
Some people are born with a little bit of silver in them that makes them the merchants. Some people are built with a little iron in them that makes them the farm laborers and the warriors. And uh, you just gotta get that little lie and convince everybody that it's true. And then we can proceed to our utopia. Now, you ask me, this is a great lifestyle. Because everybody lives this lifestyle. You tell yourself a lie to convince yourself to do the things you need to do to have a happy life. So I want to ask all y'all lifestylists and lifestyle experts in the room, uh, what lies do you tell yourself to keep the darkness at bay? (laughs) I have a lie. Okay, you guys ready for this? I'm going to drop it on you. Okay, it's when I buy something for myself and I say, no, I deserve this. I deserve no, this. I, 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 I did a lot of work today. I deserve this. What did I do? I woke up and I did one chore. And no, I deserve to buy something for myself. Um, I don't think that's true, nor will it really ever be. But that's what I live with every day. That's funny, because when I like stub my toe or give myself a paper cut, I usually think I deserve this. <laughs> I've done something bad. That one's a two-way. Okay. <laughs> I think my lie might be that I'm talking to the man in the mirror and that counts as human contact. I live alone for any of the murderers listening to this podcast. <laughs> hey, what's and up? Hey, how's not it including going? Rylan hey, oh. <laughs> Rylan and I sometimes just want to keep it that way. And I don't want to venture out and spend time with people like, Scientists, psychologists tell you human people need to do as herd animals or whatever we're called. We're party animals. And sometimes I'm like, I can just party with myself in my bathroom mirror. So we have lots of conversations. We get in disagreements a lot. You know, he'll be like, you have a zit. It's right here. And I'll be like, shut up and stop lying to me, you bitch. And then in the morning we'll talk it out and I'll be like, when are when are we just going to do this thing? When are you and I just going <laughs> to consum- the ultimate consummation? And he puts his hand on the glass and I put my hand on the glass and he goes, <laughs> whenever you want, you say the word. And that's the same as having friends. It's the same as having family. So the lie you tell yourself so that you can be happy is that there is another man as beautiful and fun and clever and desirable as you. It's in an this intricate world. lie, Cam. It's a bad And lie. he's in your apartment. Yes. And he's obviously interested because he keeps making eye contact. Mm-hmm. This is a great lie. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of coincidences that have to fold together uh, in order for this lie to work. Oh, you must be my uh, next door neighbor. I can't believe they left the wall out of this bathroom. <laughs> I was going to complain to the landlord, but I wake up in the morning and I see you there and you make my day. And his name is Dylan. <laughs> 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 So that's my lie and my truth as well. So what do you guys think? Lying, a big old lie, in order to find happiness. Live it or leave it. I'm going to live it. I'm I'm doing it already, so might as well make it official. And if uh, if Dylan was here, what do you what do you think he would say? I think Dylan would probably say, "I want to leave it. I'm trapped in this pan-dimensional hell. I can only exist when he's around. I don't know what this accent is." 
I think I think uh, all of the problems with humanity boil down to the lie. No, I deserve this. And so if we just left that behind, maybe we wouldn't have as fun of a world or uh, maybe we wouldn't be using our iPhones because they wouldn't exist. And maybe we would just eat a piece of corn every morning and that would be our day. Uh, But... But I I think that the world would probably be better for it. So uh, I'm going to have to leave that behind. Leave it, baby. And you know what? After this recording, have a bowl of ice cream. You deserve it, Rand. (laughs) Hell yeah, I do. Here's the thing. You're in a boat. This is a Ryland story already. (laughs) It's sinking. You're locked in a room with 30 orphans. They're all like, are we going to drown? You're going to look those orphans in the eyes and say, it's going to be all right. It's going to be fine. Don't worry. Stop crying. It's going to be all right. Uh, so I have to say, live it. Orphans, live it. I just want to say the hauntingly beautiful thing about that story Cam just told is that at once Cam is Cam. He is the orphans. He's also the sinking boat. <laughs> I have never heard a more apt description. Holy shit, let's let's change my dating profile. That is very precise. I swiped left on this guy because his whole bio was just, I am Cam, I am the orphans, I am the sinking boat. And I have no idea what that means. Well, I'm also the man comforting those orphans. That that's a lot of that's a lot right there. So uh I know a lot of the people out there listening to this show. One of the reasons why they listen to it is to become as cool as we are. A big part of being cool is knowing drugs. I'm not saying doing drugs. I'm saying knowing drugs. Because if you can drop that drug lingo and act like you know what it is, it's like, wow, this guy is really cool. I bet he rides a motorcycle. And so... I'm going to introduce us, maybe not to Dylan and Cam. I'm sure they know some of these drugs oh, already because they are so cool. Yeah, very cool. I love just drugs and like eating them. And like, I love smuggling drugs hidden inside of my motorcycle. I store them in my gun. <laughs> yeah, that's where I keep all my drugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so I'm not talking about snazzies or badsies here. I'm not talking about the loofahs or the right. the mustard pops or the, the crackleberries. And what if I'm you talking were, about, me and Dylan would both know exactly what you're saying. Right, you guys know. Not yolks. I'm not talking about the scales. Old news. I'm not talking about Game Boy cartridges. They don't make those I'm anymore. not talking about batteries that you lick and stuff like that. We all know that, okay? Yeah, it's not the 90s anymore. Yeah, but- seriously. Okay, Anafril. Anafril is the drug I'm talking about here, baby. Okay, what's this drug? Oh, it's just an antidepressant. Just take it when you're sad. What's the side effect? Oh, when I yawn, I have an orgasm. I can't help it, but every time I yawn, I have an orgasm. So This sounds like hell. Because I don't know about y'all, but orgasms typically make gentlemen sleepy. So... I have my orgasm. Oh, oh, gosh. I could go for a snooze right now. Oh, just getting a little bit sleepy. Oh, oh, I'm really tired now. Now I just need to... Until you're just like in an endless... Yeah, you are an MC Escher painting. The other problem is that, uh, you know, yawning is contagious and it's only so long before your friends find out you're on this medication. And now you're out at the party. You're trying to talk to a girl for the first time. Your buddy wants to prank. Your buddy's in a mood to prank. He's over on the other side of the party. He locks eyes with you. There's a 
big old yawner. You can't help it. You feel it coming on, and you feel it coming on, if you know what I'm saying. And then five minutes later, you're in prison. You are. That's where they put you five minutes later. I do like the idea of raves where everybody's on Anafranil. It's just a big old bed and they're just playing lullabies in there and we're all just lying down and it's just a it's a night. It is a night. Uh, this sounds like a drug that a librarian would sneak into her boyfriend's drink just to see if he thinks she's boring. That checks out. That checks out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, how about for all those city? I mean, all those farmer boys that can't uh, they can't come into the city to go to the sleep orgasm rave. What do they do? Oh, how about you, me and the boys? We head out into the cornfield and we start sniffing some of those leaves. Because what? Because the pesticide that dad puts on the corn leaves makes us hallucinate. <sighs> Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That DDT, bro. Come on. Give me some of that. Uh, it, it's sort of out outlawed in the united states but if you have a dad who is a bad boy and breaks the law and puts pesticides he's not supposed to use on his corn you can sniff that and lick it and uh have a hallucination those Are bad you? dad hallucinogenic corn <laughs> chemtrails. come on down to bad dad's hallucinogenic crazy bad dad's monsanto hallucinogenic corn we got all kinds <laughs> you can buy your uh, crazy hallucinogenics and fireworks at the same stop how about you're not in farmland anymore you're out in the desert what do you do oh i'm gonna find myself a venomous snake and let it bite me and then i'm gonna suck that venom out and ingest it and i'm gonna have a hallucination that way too or a scorpion or a frog we are we all know about frogs um so this one is actually well known let's go on to the next one uh let's say you want to rob a bank but while you're sitting in the bank you get a little bored and you're like gosh i wish i was high and so that C4 that you brought in to <laughs> blow that vault door open. Oh, let's ingest some of that. <laughs> you snort C4? Yeah, you, you chew on it, you suck it, and um, it can cause psychedelic effects as well as make you have tremors and seizures. So You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off, not get high off it. Is this <laughs> Batman? Mike? Was Michael Caine ever Q in James Bond? I'm Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Off not get off your ass on it. I, I'm Michael Caine. If I'm ever at a point where my life is so badass that I get bored in the middle of my bank robbery so that I'm just going to snort some C4, I think I would just turn myself in and try to call Iggy Azalea and be like, pull Go ahead, sign the contract. It's time for me to collapse into that black hole. I mean, we, we yeah. started this segment with, hey, we're cool, and it's I'm teaching you how to be cool. So, like... C4 snorting in the middle of bank robbery. Hell yeah, you're pretty fucking cool, bro. You're yeah. pretty fucking cool. Honestly, there's nothing that doing drugs makes you want to do like blow stuff up. And there's nothing blowing stuff up makes you want to do like drugs. So it's the <laughs> perfect combination. Yeah. The only issue is you go through your stash twice as fast. Oh, my, yeah. Good, good yeah. thing my bad dad's got all that corn money. He's Daddy Redenbacher, and he makes a boatload on that popcorn. <laughs> He's bad though. Bad daddy um, Redenbacher. Daddy Redenbacher. I mean, you're saying, yeah, you would go through your stash twice as fast, right? But uh, what if you ate that uh, C4, then you pooped it out and use it as an explosive after it's already gone through your body? Wait. Oh, wait, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm sorry. I was thinking of my next drug, which is you eat a mushroom and then you ingest it, have all those psychedelic effects, and you piss it out into someone's mouth and they ingest your urine 
Aaron, and yes. then they have the same psychedelic effects, but without the bad side effects. No more headaches, no more nausea. You're good to go, baby. But what's awesome is you can do this f- through five people. <laughs> you can filter it all the way through five Rylan's, people. Only you would think, hey, five people can all drink the same piss and be like, oh, that's good. Also, how did they find that out? How did they find that Who out? Who was number five? He was like, hey, would you drink this guy's piss? He's drinking the piss of a man who's drank three people's piss. Sure, bottoms up. Now tell me, am I wiggling or like fuzzy at all? How many kangaroos do you see? And who was the sixth guy who was like, are you telling me I drink piss for nothing? <laughs> I feel like that guy right now. In that segment, I'm like, you're telling me I learned all that for nothing? Yeah, I don't feel very cool. <laughs> I don't feel cool. Wait, are you guys saying you're going to leave this information, this knowledge of being a cool drug-knowing person? Am I saying I wish I'd never heard it before? Yes. Am I saying that I don't think it's very helpful or cool to know? Yes. Am I saying I want to leave it? Leave it. I was with you up until the up through the part where we're talking about sniffing corn in my daddy's cornfield and getting high <laughs> off those hallucinogenic corn daddy Redenbacher, bad daddy Redenbacher chemtrails. And then we got to the piss filtration through five people, and I am going to leave it. The quintuple piss filtration is going to make this a leave it. What thing. if that guy ate those mushrooms, drank some piss, and then pissed on bad daddy Redenbacher's <laughs> hypno corn? Genetically Monsanto uh, engineered to have C4 in the leaves, so it's explosive hallucinogenic piss corn. I'm living it again. I'm living it again. Nope. You know what? I'm back. <laughs> I like it. I'm living All it. All right. We got him back. You're welcome, Riley. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I thought I was going to be alone with this, but I'm glad that you convinced Cam back to it for me but i am definitely gonna live this because i want to be the guy who's sitting in that crowd of people when the actual cool person comes in and they say hey man i was just out there doing some pp you guys want some and and i will know what he's talking about everybody else will be like i'm too nerdy to to ask what's pp and, and you'll be with your hand up going ooh, 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 me. yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna be the cool guy who knows what cool guy's talking about and then you're gonna be the cool guy who's getting pissed in the mouth. Jeez. No, I'm not gonna do the drugs. I'm just gonna know what they are. Okay. Rylan's me whenever someone's talking about Wilco. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I I know them. I just like don't listen to their stuff a whole lot. But like, I hear they're pretty cool. I'm like, I I understand they're like important. I know this pee pee corn is like major, but I don't partake myself personally. <laughs> Hey, y'all, do you want to, like, hit up this snore rave after this? Like, I heard it's going to be pretty hot, and uh, maybe we can, like, get bit by a snake and, like, suck some bombs. You know what I'm saying? Suck some bombs. This is Lifepile Podcast, the only podcast that got big before it died. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. Uh, we want to give a big old thanks out there to Scott Davis for our music. We want to thank Corn for making us trip. We want to thank Farmers for putting drugs on our plate. If you want to see me this week, I will be standing at the fridge in the Walgreens trying to decide between 2% and 1% milk. Dylan, where can I catch you? Uh, you guys, I'm going to be hanging out at my apartment this week, keeping it low key. I'm going to be watching some Netflix, not really doing anything out of the ordinary. Me and my new friend, uh, which is an organism that I grew inside my Nalgene bottle, will just be hanging out there doing what dudes do best. 
exploring each other's bodies. Ryland? I will be playing a couple shows this week at the Met. Um, <laughs> is that a music place? And so it's just going to be me and a bunch of saxophones. I'm not playing, but they will be behind me playing. I got the spoons up there in front. Uh, so come buy a ticket. Uh, it'll be one of the best shows you've ever seen. This is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. Life Pile.